Welcome to Tiger Paw Radio, the podcast that tackles all the challenges and opportunities of channel convergence. If you provide managed IT, managed print, VoIP, security, or other technology-driven services for your customers, this podcast is for you. Tiger Paw Radio, exploring channel convergence, one stripe at a time. Well, hey everybody, Wes McDonald here, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of TigerTube. And if you can't see us, if you're listening in, that means you're listening on Tiger Paw Radio, and I thank you very much. Well, I'm super excited today. I have a guest uh, who actually is in uh, Florida right now, uh, post-hurricane uh, last night, uh, but that's certainly not the story that we'll be talking about today. I have uh, Michael Cousins, who's the Senior VP of Sales uh, over at Visual Edge IT. How are you, Michael? Excellent, Wes, and it's good to be with you today. I, absolutely, the hurricane came through this morning, but you know what? Nothing compares to getting to spend a little bit of time with you, my friend. <laughs> well, we'll make our own hurricane today. I love it. That's, That's right. That's correct. <laughs> and listen, uh, Michael, if you could introduce yourself for audience, because nobody knows you better than yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you got about an hour. I got a lot of things to talk about. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, my, obviously, my name is Michael Cousins. I've been in the industry of business technology, I guess, for uh, 31, 32 years. And, uh, you know, I, I spent uh, 15 years at a company called Kiosera. My last role with that company was VP of sales in the United States. Uh, so my budgets at that point in time were pushing $400 million on an annual basis. We had the best uh, dealer community, I thought, at that point in time in the industry, which most of those dealers are still there. So very fond of my days at Kiyosera. And, uh, and then I moved on from the Kiyosera days uh, and ran into a, a partnership with the former president of Kiyosera. His name's Tony Pater. We uh, actually acquired a company in South Florida. And the name of that company was Wood Business Products. And when we acquired the company, they were doing about $6 million in annual revenues. And pretty much a pr pr predominantly, they were a Mita Kiyosera, if you remember those days. Um, and they did a little bit of Oki data. Anyway, long story short, we, I, I, uh, I was the president and CEO of that company. Uh, we were able with a wonderful team at, at uh, WBS in Palm Beach, Broward, and Dade County, 6 million people. We were able to double that company's size, uh, top line revenue. And uh, when I was approached by everybody, and everybody gets approached uh, when they start to, people, people want to talk to you. So I had a lot of folks uh, that wanted to talk to us, had no interest in selling, but Visual Edge uh, had a story. Uh, I was actually in Japan at Kiyosura's corporate office in uh, 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 actually uh, Kyoto. And uh, this telephone call came in from a gentleman from Visual Edge. And he said, do you want to talk? And I said, not really, but my business partner who's <laughs> 20 years older than me wanted to talk. So <laughs> anyway, long story short, one thing led to another and I sold the, co the company uh, to, to Visual Edge in 2015, actually just October of 2015. So uh, 15 years with Kiyosera, nine years running WBS Technologies. And then I've been now uh, with Visual Edge uh, IT uh, for about seven years. And uh, so, you know, you, you sell your company and you, you transition things over. And then from there, I went in to try to help uh, the company with business development and mergers and acquisitions. So that's a little bit on me. You've done a lot of exciting things, right? Obviously to get where you are today. And I think people can learn from that. And, and I'm wondering if you can just share with me, Michael, just a few things uh, that people, you know, can, uh, can consider when they're looking to, to grow their own businesses. What kind of things do you think uh, got you to where you are today? 
Well, I think it's, you know, it, it, and everybody's got their opinions, but um, facts matter. And, you know, this Visual Edge is comprised of 34 companies uh, over the span of 15 or 16 years. And the vast majority of this all transpired in about, uh, I don't know, five to seven years. Uh, so the end result is, uh, my answer to that question is you've got 34 companies, there were no distressed assets, everything that was was partnered were companies that were doing what they did, where they did it, better than 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 average and better than others. And so that was that's uh, one thing that Visual Edge can hang its hat to. It's made acquisitions and partnered with the best. And if we started rattling off names of companies that have partnered with Visual Edge, they are they are names that are revered. Uh, their owners in companies and uh, in, in management teams and, and really all the all, all the value team members are really solid. So that's number one. The, the, the next thing that we that I would liken to uh, what Visual Edge does right is it combines the best of intellectual property uh, that, you, that, that you partner with and you, and you start you know start to interact with that on a daily and weekly basis. all of a sudden you're getting the best of the best business practices. Uh, and then, you know, you've got nationally, we have moved and pivoted to where you've got 300 plus salespeople that are actively running down the road, selling, supporting uh, business technology solutions. So that includes IT solutions that is in production, print management services. So really everything that can be done with business technology solutions, uh, you know, that's what we're doing. And then Maybe one of the last things that I, there's a thousand things you could reference is we've refined our stack. You know, you can't be everything and you can't sell everything and you can't do everything. So we've just kind of continued to be agile and make the adjustments so that we were given our valued customers and our employees the best opportunities uh, to sell, support, and market. We're seeing some very, you know, different things because of the pandemic, right? And certainly things seem to have been upended uh, with inflation and and people printing less and you know those kind of things right w what kind of things do you think dealers need to be doing today uh, to ensure that a that they remain strong and important to their you know their customers right like today that's a subjective question um, I remember when I was running my company I would you know attending peer meeting peer groups and 3d printing folks were making presentations and everybody was rushing the stage to get 3d printing products. Anyway, the, the short answer is, I think everybody that's in business technology today needs to embrace IT services. Um, I don't wanna, I, you know, my, I, I wouldn't say you should disregard print in any way, you should continue that process, but you should be objective. And I have run across folks that are still trying to fight IT as something that they're not really sure they wanna get into. And uh, I think, Dealers also, Wes, need to drill down on what they're doing well. You see a lot of people trying to take on new uh, opportunities, and I think they're losing some of the sights of things that they do really well. And uh, I, I would caution folks to look back at the model, look at their numbers, look at their margins, and don't lose sight of what brought you to the dance and keep doing that well. Uh, as you look at some of these other initiatives, you know what we talked about earlier. Dealers got to be agile. I don't think we're in a in a climate or an ecosystem today in business technology where you can, you know, run down the road and and not be agile. So you know, if you 
If you were doing business one way, you might want to look at, you know, taking on VoIP or cloud. Uh, if you weren't doing production print, you might want to look at production print. Now, I'm not saying run out if you've never done production and invest in something that you that you don't have the strategy for. But the 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 the, the long and short of it is, you need to take a look at adding new opportunities and doing the same things you're doing right now or we're doing, and, and continue doing them well or even do them better. And then the last piece I would say, which I I think everybody can benefit from, continue if you're not doing it to invest in your sales engine. I think a lot of companies disregard, I, they may get caught up and just think it's expected that sales happen on a daily and weekly and monthly basis. And there's a lot of, as you know, there's a lot of pounding the pavement and, and a lot of no's and, and a lot of questions. And, and I think if you can just stay focused and keeping your salespeople educated and motivated, um, I think that's a big uh, initiative that you want to continue to move forward on and help you be successful. Uh, I'm curious. I mean, you know, one of the things you mentioned is we get these different technology services that, you know, people decide on a direction they want to go, they get sales engaged. Um, do you think it's better to have uh, sales reps that are kind of doing the entire portfolio or do they kind of, you know, split out and specialize in, in the areas? Like what kind of structure, you know, sales wise uh, are you guys doing over at Visual Edge? You know what, for me, I like both. I would, I, I don't, I, I, I speak, we have different initiatives, but for me in particular, I like folks to be able to do uh, the, the, the gamut of what you're asking them to do. The, 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 but the reality is, is that some of our valued sales teams, they just do certain things very, very well. Sure. And so you don't want to take them off the eight ball and have them. But to answer your question, our salespeople at Visual Edge are responsible for uh, selling and marketing uh, IT services across the country. So, uh, you know, if, if there's some that aren't where they need to be, obviously they're focused and uh, all of us are kind of in that space. We're continuing to get better in that, in that area. But uh, what they obviously, it's like anything else, they'll turn that over to something, uh, to, to a team that is clear and up to speed on driving that, uh, that sales cycle and that process and keeping them in the loop. And so it's a team approach. The, the, the reality is salespeople, if they're good salespeople, they can learn a different stack and they'll continue to be successful with the new stack anyway. One of the things that, you know, when we talk about managed IT, because obviously the world is moving in that direction, you have moved in that direction very successfully, is this idea of adjacencies, right? And there has been some conversation around customer types being different for managed IT versus managed print. A lot of times it's just a point where we need our salespeople talking about. It. The worst thing that can happen to a manager, as you know, you walk in to see an account with one of your team members and the customer didn't even know that you did some of the things that you do. And oh, yeah. <laughs> you wonder how the heck that's even possible. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so that's our expectation. I, I, it's, it's easier said than done. We, we have several of the companies that we've partnered with were IT companies, me meaning they, they, they were MSPs. They didn't, they didn't even know what a copier does. Some of the companies that were part that are partnered with Visual Edge already were working in the IT space, believe it or not years before they merged with Visual Edge, they already have some of that mm. transition underway and they can use those proof sources as they continue to talk to their, to their, to their, you know, customers. And, and know. does that make a, you know, a more attractive acquisition target as well, if they're already invested in those, you know, services where they can, you know, have some, you know, proof on their books that yes, we're already, you know, kind of going down this road. Yeah. Well, you know, you run into that, you run into a lot of people that say they're doing that and then uh, they're not. Uh, so the answer to the question is yes. But uh, if you if you identify that you have a managed service portfolio, uh, you got to prove that out. 
you know, you can't. Uh, and so that's that's the important piece. I, I obviously the, to the, to your point, yeah, that's going to be a lot more uh, interesting uh, in terms of an acquisition specifically for us and investor and our investment group is going to be people that can that can show us that they're making that move uh, and that they have something sizable and palatable that we can actually it's a, that, that it's proven. Yeah. It's frustrating when you see websites, you know, to your point where they kind of, they're starting to try and have that image of doing things and then they actually don't. Right. And, right. you know, I've been through that exercise many times, just, you know, trying to hunt down leads, looking at organizations that are doing more managed IT, getting in touch with them and finding out saying, yeah, we've gotten as far as the website, <laughs> but we don't really have much else there yet. Right. So, well, that's great. I appreciate that. And uh, just a small note on the the KSR story. Uh, years ago, when I started Managed Print, I did some work for Pitney Bowes, and we started carrying the uh, KSR line. And of course, at that time, people were saying it was a second rate machine and everything else. And man, I sold a lot of KSR. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was beautiful equipment. I mean, it had a look and finish to it that a lot of the legacy stuff just didn't have at that time, right? So when KSR bought Mita in 1990, I think it was 1998. Uh, yeah, that 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 was a printer company. They had printer technology. And they put that technology into the Meta R and D, and man, that product was. We we had we had products that we would sell west. Like I, I believe those they were Falcon product one. And anyway, that product would. I'd have customers call me and say those things are doing like five hundred thousand every three months. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, and they just were workhorses. Yep, I I remember it well. It was getting past that. You know, it was kind of like if you think of Hyundai in the early days, right? That they were kind of crap cars, and then all of a sudden they really started picking up in their production values and the reliability and everything else. And when I was selling Kia Sera, that was in the two thousands. That stuff was amazing. So it's funny if you run into a producing sales professional and they like a certain product and they've been very successful with it. Uh, it's always it always brings something that's near and dear to my heart. You know, somebody that's really excited about Canon or they're really excited about Sharp or whatever. It's pretty cool. I like this. Yeah, because it's impacted their lives, right? And I that's can right. tell you, my own sales experience, absolutely. I know that we need to be moving into sort of technology services. You've proven that with the scope and the size of your growth, you know, over the years. Um, what are some of the things that maybe dealers should stop doing, like you know, that maybe are holding them back? You know, I would just say that you probably need to adopt a new strategy that says I've got to I've got to approach business objectively, and I've got to review strategies that potentially are proven and can work, and I got to implement it. And so I don't think you. I, so to me, I would say you, if you're one of those dealers and you're in a meeting and someone asks you if you're taking anybody here selling IT or anybody here selling production print, and you're one of those people with your hand down. Uh, you might want to reflect on maybe you should probably take a look at that. The other piece is something that we talked about earlier. I think dealers uh, should avoid not staying focused. A lot of times we see all of these, you know, people are looking for a magic bullet. Uh, and, you know, you, I can tell you something, you, you being as professional and, and, and up to speed as you, we can tell somebody something, but they've got to stay focused on what they know they can uh, implement with their people and with their market yeah push it push the boundaries but you know stay focused change is here and embrace it we've mentioned technology like being able to add it services you know etc is there is there anything they should be looking at kind of in their skunk works if you will or 
you know, kind of out there that you're seeing that might be of, of interest to explore in the future? What is overlooked a lot and is surprising to me is businesses that don't invest in educating their people. Uh, if And I know it's tougher for a lot of us, but investing in your people definitely will help your company grow because the more educated they are, the more they feel like you're giving back to their uh, to their growth, they will they will they will execute that on the on the uh, on the battlefield. Uh, a, a big initiative for me, and a lot of people overlook this in business. Join a peer group. Uh, get involved with people that are doing what you're doing. Don't hit buttons just because somebody said do it, but certainly listen. Uh, to see what people are doing uh, that are going through the same trials and tribulations that you are. And and maybe you've already given this, but I, I kind of, we get to this point in the interview where I, I call it the impossible question, right? And it's, if you had one piece of advice for dealers out there right now, what would that be? Evaluate your compensation plans. It's not as simple as saying, oh yeah, we're already doing that. No, no, no. really evaluate your, how do you pay your managers? How do you pay your salespeople? How do you pay how when you hire people? Is your compensation plan uh, in is it is it standing out with competitors? Are you is your compensation plan keeping client uh, uh, employee retention? So that's the one thing I would say. That's my one piece of advice. I think that gets overlooked a ton. Well, and I'm going to combine two of the things that you said there. And one is the the need for you know better focus on uh, compensation plans, especially moving into the future. Look how the world's changed, right? Uh, but the second piece that you mentioned earlier was the importance of those peer groups, that there are probably members in other companies uh, that have already taken a lot of those steps and are quite willing to help you, right? Um, so I'm the president right now of the Management Service Association, although not a strictly a peer group. The amount of things that I learn from the people that I work with when I have a question is unbelievable, right? Yeah the cycles that it saves and, you know, making me sit back and say, oh, I never really thought about it that way. Right. So, yeah. Well, but I think dealers, I really think a business owner West has to evaluate the information they're listening to. And it's an old friend of mine used to say this, take the best and leave the rest. You, 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 you can't go into meetings or read something and just like a robot hit buttons yes it may not fit your model you may have all i would say is listen to it definitely but then try to see how it works for you and and don't be afraid to change and but keep doing what you're doing well make sure your compensation plans are matching with people and you know what pay attention to your company culture and big things are going to happen wow well michael listen in respect for your time i i can't thank you enough for taking the time to do this interview today and I really look forward to seeing you again at uh, one of the events. And Listen, always, it was either time with Wes or another plan and marketing review. And I said, screw the plan and marketing review. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm glad we could get together as well, my friend. <laughs> yeah, really nice to see you virtually and can't wait to do it uh, you know, again in person. And hey, listen, to all of our viewers and listeners out there, we can't thank you enough for tuning in for another great educational session. And until next time, remember, keep learning. And so we come to the end of another exciting episode of Tiger Paw Radio. If you'd like to listen to more great learning content to help you grow your business, please be sure to visit www.tigerpaw.com and click on the Resources tab. You can also subscribe through your favorite podcast platforms to be sure you never miss another episode. And until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and keep that inner tiger strong.